Welcome to the Special Delivery Podcast. I am your host, Special, and welcome to the first episode of the series for Grand Nationals album, Twice on Sunday. This album is so important to me, and each track is just so good that it needed its own episode. Plus, I was honored to speak with almost every single member of this collective about the project, so why not just give it to you in doses? So each episode is a standalone breakdown of a song from the album. On this episode, I spoke with Monty Dre, D. Bledsoe, Kevin Allen, Brookfield Deuce, and Champ Green about track number one, Wings and Things. It's Monty Draper on the Special Delivery Podcast representing Grand National. Monty's back, the MVP. I am the MVP. Goodness gracious. This is episode uh, eight. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We'll call it eight. It it feels like eight, but in a good way. We just got to hop into it. First track, Wings and Things. Didn't spit a verse, but I feel like your opening statement is so powerful. That's all right. I hear, I hear everything you're saying, but niggas outside and, and we ain't winning no war without no money, so show me where the money at. Hey, Simple hey. as that. And I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory, but what made you want to say it on this track and open the project like that? You want the real? Yes. Them niggas had the nerve to do that song without me, and I, I was <laughs> tight. I was so mad. And uh, I want to say... Kev was like cutting his verse and like left was like I'm gonna do a five it was like oh I'm definitely getting on this song then now but honestly it was like how do we start threading the story together so it's all post-production DB Kev Deuce and myself along with Ant too shout out Ant Gonzalez at the grill just trying to be real chronic-esque you know and and thread it you know this is the height of protest and Breonna Taylor George Floyd like everything we're feeling and, and just feeling like it's a war outside and this continued conversation of racial equality, social injustice, uh, all all these conversations, but nobody's talking about the money, right? You know, and so like, how do we, it's obviously a secular conversation, but trying to make it fun, trying to make do it in the, in the realm in which we're doing it, like these hard hitting ass beats and everything. It's like, nah, like, ain't winning no war without no money. Pac said that on me against the world. So mm-hmm. I still feel the same way. Like the, what we're seeing right now is the advancement and people being able to get shit done is as a direct result of the economics of like everything, you know what I'm saying? And so to continue to pretend like that's not a thing, it's just, it's just goofy. You'll hear that. That's a continued theme in the record. It's like, we're addressing the shit that is goofy within the world from our perspective, but it wasn't something we talked about. It's just something that happened. Everybody came in on that same type of time and then the thread came together by on its own. So it felt right to start the record that way. Definitely. It's one of my favorite introductions into a project because, you know, there's always different types of intros and I think being thrown into it like that and, and you being able to speak on that and it being threaded through it really makes a difference on this album because it's like you want to be thrown into it and you want to know exactly how you feel about things and I think you didn't hold back with any of that. I think that's super dope. This is D Bledsoe with Special Delivery and Special. This is Grand National. Yes, yes, yes. D Bledsoe is here. How you doing? Man, I'm blessed. Big bless. So glad. See what the game did to Steve Francis? Need me some change before they leave me abandoned. Running binges, baby. Ain't no if ands or maybes. This dope is effortless. Got cooked in the 80s. I don't want that how they made Jesse crazy. I want Joe to see in their prime forever, my lady. I want wings and things chicken. One of a couple songs that you named within your verse. Yeah. Of course, Wings and Things, Richmond. How did that come about? Was it just like, okay, I'm just going to write this line and it became the title or you were kind of thinking about naming it Wings and Things? How does that happen? Nah, I mean, it's just like, 
these things are imparted on me almost <laughs> like when I'm writing a rap and people like comment on it during the process. They're like, man, you just be grabbing shit from anywhere. But then it goes and I get it. I get what you're doing. And I don't always get it in the writing process. <laughs> so when I said that, I knew I wanted to do an odd number of bars. And then I'm like, what's just a many segue that means something to me? And I'm like, oh, shit, bring back wings and things. And and I knew Kev had something right after me. So I'm like, this is perfect because if he pick up. The Richmond connection. I mean, yeah, it, again, it was just cool. It made sense. You spoke about your writing process. What does that look like for the track, especially, you know, deciding that you wanted to do an odd number of bars? What does that look like? Again, to me, I just want to say something that hasn't been said and is relevant and it resonates. So, you know, I might date myself sometimes with my references. Uh, you know, a lot of these kids might not know who Steve Francis is. But just again, to illustrate the point, in a way that nobody else has. So, you know, I might color Superman purple, but that's just my interpretation of it. You know what I mean? But I think even, you know what I mean? I don't see it so much as dating yourself. People who are listening to this, so many of us are rap fans. And yeah. we want to be able to, if we don't know who Steve Francis is, go and look him up and understand the bar deeper. So I think you're, you're giving us homework almost. And, and it's it's a really good time for us. That's dope. I like homework. I'm all for the homework, kids. <laughs> Do that, please. It's so necessary. Yes, Kevin Allen. One fifteenth of the collective Grand National. Is it actually fifteen? Nah, it yeah. just sounded cool. <laughs> it just sounded cool. Like it works. We'll take it. Yeah. Kevin Allen is here. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm having a good day today. I'm doing cool. Yes, yes. Happy to hear it. Like I said to you off mic, I'm happy to have you here. I've been following your music forever. So to sit down with you and have this conversation, nice. thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. This is a lot. This is like extensive right here. Yeah. <laughs> this is like one of the most extensive interviews I probably have ever done. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you. It's it's an honor. Goodness. I slid through Richmond, been pitching like Dave Stewart. Get your money, get out the way. The game foolish. Already behind the eight ball. Look how the game do us. Had it hard, but we all did, didn't we? so important that you say had it hard but we all did like even in my own personal life when I do therapy I constantly talk to my therapist I'm like this sucks but like there's people actually struggling and and you kind of play this tug of war with yourself to where it's like oh okay I went through something or I'm going through something mm -hmm. but there's worse stuff happening what was that line like for you that line is based on being for one just a man and not making excuses. I think a lot of human beings go through a, a phase where it's just woe is me. I had this, I had it hard. Like I was just I was just talking to Kells downstairs about past events that had my my anger in the wrong place and had my attitude in the wrong place, but for what? Like for my own self destruction, just so I could have somebody feel bad, like I gotta get up and keep pushing. And if you don't get up, you want some sucker shit. It's just how I started to look at it, like to myself. So then it became difficult to kick it with people who play the victim. So it's like, yeah, we had it hard, but we all did. So, like, it's more like sarcasm, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Empathy in there. Because <laughs> I fuck with you, because it was once me, but also, how long is it going to be me? Like, forever? Like, nah. That victim mentality, it really steers connections. I think people who are victims kind of link up together and people who just don't fuck with that mentality kind of link up together. Misery so. loves company and, mm -hmm. and then the wolf packs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Point blank period. What's up y'all? It's Brookfield Deuce. Represent East Oakland, California. Represent Brookfield, California. Front page music, Grand National ENT. Yep. Yes, yes. Brookfield Deuce is here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? 
I'm great. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to be sitting down with you guys. I'm happy you guys made the time. Like, I'm just a little happy hip hop kid right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. It really is. That, that shit crazy. My nigga, my, my niece just graduated from college, bro. Ever seen zombies that was your classmates? They play it cool, but you see through it like glass plates. Talking about he moved, but I can smell the stench. He really lying. Heard he sleeping on a park bench. Tell him a dollar then bounce like what the fuck happened. And they ball in the corner pocket forever trapped him. Rack him in the morgue of prison the years murder. See the eyes stacked either way it's a tear jerker. Yeah. Such a standout verse and such a standout theme that you tapped into. A lot of the song is about people's different experiences with drugs and however they took that on but i think you really commenting on the outcome of it and knowing people in your life and what drugs did to them of course you ever seen zombies were your classmates what was it like tapping into that in that verse just looking outside you know uh besides elijah here everybody's in the mid range of their adulthood yeah. everyone's 30s now you start to see like how life has affected people you know when you're you know a teenager you're 20 something and you still live with your mom things are a little bit different than when you get to the point where you got to live on your own you got to pay bills you know you lose people and that's really the biggest thing for me is like i'm at the age where i'm starting to lose family members you know, people that are older than me are passing away. My dad just passed away, you know, and you start to see people that you went to high school with that was 15, 20 years ago now. And life is beating them up like America is beating people up, you know, and you used to go to school with these people and they were normal. And now they're asking for change on the corner because life is hard. You know, you just see that every day, especially in the base. You can't throw a rock without hitting the tent. I just see it every day. So when I think about the stuff that I write, I always try to focus on things that you can, you know, visualize as I'm, you know, rapping it. And um, just thinking about the zombies that was your classmates was like, I just talked to one, you know what I mean? And he was making it seem like everything was fine. I know a lot of people that like couch hop, you know, they don't have a place to stay. D. Blesso has a, a line in the album that talks about, uh, you know, some more homies homeless than homeowners. You know, and it's like a, it's a true statement. We're all tapping into the reality of what we see every day and the outside world. And we put that into the music. So that was my focus for my verse and wings and things was like, we're just talking about the street. We're talking about what's going on outside, you know, and that's really like important to focus on not just the social issues in America, but a big issue in the Bay is homelessness. You know, so I think drugs have a lot to do with that. As you were talking, you kind of made a distinction because a lot of the other verses were about drugs. That's kind of where my mind went. But like you said, it's just life. Like yeah. life treats people differently and has different outcomes and, and it's not an easy thing to navigate. So it's like, it could be drugs, but it could also just be random circumstances, getting yeah. fired from a job, the way things just kind of snowball. You could have never even touched drugs, but still end up in a fucked up situation. The, the song is definitely about changes. You know, like D. Blesso misses wings and things that's closed now. And Richmond isn't the same, it's been changed. Oakland isn't the same, it's been changed. Yeah, the song is about changes, which is kind of ironic too, because it's the first song on the record. So it's like the change in the entirety of the album is like, this ain't the same stuff you've been listening to. The song is about changes, but the album is a change from what you've been listening to. The intro is change. The layers, they make me so happy. Goodness. You're now rocking with Champ Green from Grand National. Twice on Sunday, out now. And this is the special delivery. 
Yeah, special delivery. I appreciate you. Champ Green is here. How you doing? I'm all good. I'm glad. Had to weigh it out like a triple beam. So many schemes playing dirty. Now I'm Mr. Clean. I let freedom ring. Blow like George Young. Put my hot dog on the bun. We should overcome. Now I overcame. I feel melancholy. Shit, it's a green day. Nigga passed the broccoli. Probably champagne and thinking the wonder years. Fred Savage niggas dead. I'm just crying tears. I really feel like on that verse you take the time to of course we've had conversations today about changes and what changes look like and for you it was really about cleaning up and cleaning your life and growing and changing in that way and you really illustrated what it feels like to do that what was it like for you writing that verse really uh it's just about a maturation process in order to glow like you want to glow you got to grow a larvae can't just be a larvae mm. he has to be butterfly if he really wants to fly in the sky right just the transition and the transformation of oneself of i tend to say as you evolve you problem solve that's just where i i am with it and then with a, a plethora of creativity it, it only makes sense to add my two cents you know you just basically spoke in bars. That was gorgeous. But you can tell it it comes from a very, not only a genuine place, but a place where you have learned that these bars about life are what it really is. There's so much authenticity when you talk, and I just really admire that. For sure. Appreciate you. <laughs> no problem. Anything else you want to say about Wings and Things? Wings and Things was one of the last songs done on the project. I was so tight with Kev because he had waited so long to play that beat. I'm like, why didn't you plug this beat up months ago? But in the time that it happened, it was perfect. And that's how it came out, sounding like it does. Everybody on the song just did their thing and made it perfect. David Michael, that was a, one of, I think he was there maybe one or two sessions. But that session, he killed it. He did that in another song. And when I heard that hook, I'm like, oh, shit. This is one of those ones. Like, we were asked on another pod about what our favorite songs are. And, like, not even on any kind of conceited shit. <laughs> and me being on it, this is one of my favorite songs just because of how hard that beat is. I mean, and, and again, the hook, that's how a nigga feel. I'm big on relationships and big on history. And the fact that um, the historic situation on Wings and things as far as you know, it being a spot in Richmond, man. Brothers was paying homage. I'm appreciative of being able to hear stories. It's like when you look at history or the History Channel and you go back to the origin of, of the beginning, you know, when you plant a seed or a seed is planted, the harvest don't come the same time as the seed that you plant. You got to wait. You never know, like, what will rise, you know, from that. And here we are now. I've never been to Wings and Things, but I was able to go to Wings and Things by way of my Richmond players and to get that origin and to get that taste, you know, made me, you know, uh, get me a nice little wing and thing, you know, <laughs> although I was from Oakland, I was able to embrace it. Like to be able to get history, get a history lesson mm -hmm. and be able to digest that. And then at the same time, you manifested by bringing wings and things to life, just paying homage and getting the knowledge, you know, so, yeah. And also experiencing that with them, you know what I mean? Like you could look it up yourself and be like, oh, that's wings and things, but to hear it from somebody who actually enjoyed it and it was a big deal to them and they could tell you how it tastes and how it smelled, like it's just a different experience. And I think that that's an important part of history is learning from the people who actually experienced exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. Can you believe it? This is episode 150 of the Special Delivery Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you if you've listened to every episode 
or this is your first one, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever you're listening on. Episode two is out right now, so you can listen to it right after this, and then there'll be two more episodes next week. We're just going to keep it coming. You could reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Special Says, and on Instagram, it's at Special Says as well. As always, this episode is dedicated to Marlon. Do what you can to stop senseless acts of gun violence.